Welcome, foolish mortals, to another episode of the Hitchhiking Host Show. I am your host, your ghost host, <laughs> West Truth. And I am back this week with another episode where we're going to talk about what went down at Walt Disney World. Well, it was a week filled with kind of a lot of interesting news. <laughs> As uh, we got some big news on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and making some reservations as well as the NBA experience opening over at Disney Springs and a few other things. So let's get started on the trending topics. <laughs> okay, so we are gonna start over at Disney's Hollywood Studios because while they are currently going through cast member and annual pass holder previews for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and with only a few weeks to go before the official opening of the new land, they have announced that much like the version of this land in California, there will be a reservation system in place for some of the locations at the East Coast Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, including Oga's Cantina, the Droid Depot, and Sav Savvy's Workshop. You can now book your experiences at those locations now through the Walt Disney World website. And that might be very important if you're planning on going when the it, it opens, uh, when Galaxy's Edge is ready to open um, the first few weeks. Uh, I will be going uh, September, the, the first week, uh, September 8th week. Um, so I didn't get... Um, a reservation. I don't really plan on. I definitely don't plan on building a two hundred dollar lightsaber, um, and I don't know about the droid. Probably, I'm swaying towards not. Um, from what I understand, Savvy's Workshop and Droid Depot is probably going to be easier to get into uh, without a reservation than the Cantina. The Cantina is going to be the main thing. If it show, if it's anything like Disneyland. That was the thing with the longest line, even more than the Millennium Falcon at most times, <laughs> because it's one of the only places in Disneyland that serves alcohol. Actually, the only place in Disneyland that serves alcohol. So, of course, there's going to be a huge line. Now, at Walt Disney World, it's going to be a different story, I have a feeling. While a lot of people are going to want to see the cantina they can get alcohol at Epcot, they can get alcohol at Animal Kingdom, and of course Disney's Hollywood Studios, and even be our guest at the Magic Kingdom. And the Food and Wine Festival is going on at the same time. So I don't think the alcohol is going to be too big of a deal. Uh, as, it, as much of it is, at least, over at Disneyland. And uh, so... I don't know that Oga's is going to be just as big, but of course there's going to be more crowds coming into this versions of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I did not book a, a uh, reservation for Oga's. If I get in, I get in at this point. It's not something that I have to see, really. So it is what it is. If I get, if, if I mean, I'm planning on being there at six in the morning for the, to ride the Millennium Falcon. I noticed that also that the Millennium Falcon is not something that is you need a reservation for, or, or that you can even do a reservation for. Um, so 
you know that I my my game plan I'll tell you right now is to ride the Falcon a few times and then move on to do a few more rides and then I'm gonna come back and explore the land later I feel like that's the best game plan to go into at six in the morning at Disney's Hollywood Studios so uh, if you are looking forward if one of your main things is to build a droid get a drink at the cantina or uh, build a lightsaber then those experiences are on the Walt Disney World website right now. And you might want to take a look and book those experiences. Now, heading over to Disney Springs, because the NBA experience is now open. And after several years of development, a ticket to the NBA experience is all-inclusive and allows guests to access every activity inside the entertainment complex. In addition, to, obviously, this was the building that uh, Disney Quest was in. And in addition to being able to experience whatever you want, whenever you want, guests are able to return to favorite areas and experience them over and over if they wish. Some of the options include a slam dunk challenge where you can change the height of a standard 10-foot hoop to as low as 7 feet to perform your own superstar moves captured by burst photography, an activity that tests shooting skills with spots on a court that light up as guests move from one location to another, attempting to sink in as many shots as possible in 15 seconds, there's a way for guests to see how they stack up to some of the world's best basketball players by measuring their vertical leap, wingspan, shooting, and dribbling. Personalization for various activities with guest names and associating the activity with their favorite NBA or WNBA teams. Real-time technology of statistics of NWA and WNBA games and players for continuous updates, while leaderboards will track top NBA experience performers throughout the day. And tickets to this cost $34 for adults and $29 for kids ages 3 to 9. So, the NBA experience is open over at Disney Springs. It's something that I'm not, I mean, I'm, I can watch a basketball game if it's on and I'm forced to watch it. But it's not something that I would probably spend $34 to just go in and look at and probably not do a whole lot. <laughs> I'm not exactly the uh, biggest NBA uh, wannabe star here. So, I mean, it's cool for fans, big fans of the NBA. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to have fun with it. Um, it's kind of, div I don't know, do I want to say divisive? Uh, I don't know how many people are going to go compared to Disney Quest. I feel like Disney Quest was more for everyone. Like, there was something for everybody there. This, it's like, are you a basketball fan? If not, too bad. You know? So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's going to be awesome for fans of the NBA. But, you know, everyone, I felt like, had something that they could do at Disney Quest. It's like, if you weren't into the virtual reality thing, then you could go on the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blaster. Not Astro Blaster. Whatever, whatever that thing was called, where the, you could shoot stuff. And there was like that Mighty Ducks pinball machine and stuff like that, the human pinball machine. The coaster, build your own coaster was awesome. So even if some of the, um, like the Aladdin was a little bit outdated, sure. But I think that they just could have updated Disney Quest, but it is what it is. 
Um, and this isn't, I'm, this isn't just a story about the great things Disney Quest had, but it's, that was in the space before. So of course I'm going to compare it to that. Um, but just know if you are a huge NBA fan and all that stuff sounds exciting to you, $34 is not a bad price, I will say. So, uh, you know, then definitely check that out. If you are a big basketball fan, I'm sure you'll get more out of it over at Disney Springs. And uh, speaking of Disney Springs, Curl by Sammy Duvall, a surf shop found in Disney Springs' west side, will now close its doors forever on August 15th, 2019. First opened in 2007 in Pleasure Island. Wow, that's taking you back. Curl is one of the longest standing non-Disney retail locations at Disney Springs. But unfortunately, <laughs> it seems like surf's up for this shop because Curl has now closed. So if you're a fan, it is what it is, right? Unfortunately, Curl has gone wayside. And also at Disney Springs, it's been announced with a closing. We have an opening, ladies and gentlemen, because it's been announced that boardwalk favorite Ample Hills Creamery will be opening at a brand new location at Disney Springs Westside. Hmm. <laughs> this location will offer handcrafted ice cream and mixins like brownie bites, oatmeal lace cookies, and butter pecan brittle, similar to what's available at the Ample Hills Creamery located at the boardwalk. So that will be coming for fans. If you're a fan of the Ample Hills Creamery, uh, I have not tried it. It is over at the boardwalk. Now there's going to be another location over at Disney Springs. So maybe I'll give it a try. We shall see. Not sure when it's going to be opening, but it is coming. Now we're going to park hop over to the Magic Kingdom because while the 3 o'clock parade has become a staple at the Magic Kingdom, there's times of year where it goes fluctuates the time. And that is now one of these times because even though there's a line of merchandise themed around the question, when is the 3 o'clock parade? Beginning on August 16th, the Festival of Fantasy Parade will move to 2 o'clock p.m., where it will stay through the Halloween and holiday season, while events like Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party rule the schedule. The parade will eventually return to 3 o'clock p.m., most likely in early 2020. So know if you are headed out the rest of the year over at the Magic Kingdom, the 3 o'clock parade is now the 2 o'clock parade. And that is the Festival of Fantasy, of course. Definitely a great parade. I love seeing Festival of Fantasy. Just know if you're looking forward to Festival of Fantasy, it will be at 2 o'clock. And, of course, heading over to Epcot for our last stop. Because due to ongoing construction in Future World, the pathway between the area right behind Mouse Gear and Future World East will temporarily be closed for expansion. It began on August 12th for the Northeast section and August 15th for the Southwest section. So just know there is a lot of construction going on at Future World. I know that those pathways are also being hit uh, right behind Mouse Gear and Future World East. And uh, yeah, 
So, so just know, lots of construction going on at Epcot if you're planning on going. I will be interested to see when the Food and Wine Festival opens, if those pathways will still be blocked, or if there will be less pathways because they want you to get to that food and wine, and I want to get to that food and wine also. All right, well, that is this week's show. Until next time, uh, well, I'll be back with another show next week where we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on over at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party because the first one is on Friday. So lots of new details will be told. We're going to find out some of the meet and greets. We're going to find out how those fireworks look. And we're, it's going to be just an overall overview of what's new at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party this year and how it looks and whatnot. I won't be there, but I will see footage of how it looks and I'll give you my opinion. But until then, don't forget to subscribe right here on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Show. Follow the show on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Show. Follow the show over on Twitter at Show. And if you want to listen to the show or you are listening to the show, do so over on Podbean. Hitchoshow.podbean.com or search under West Troop or the Hitchhiking Host Show on uh iTunes, <laughs> couldn't remember what it was called, or Stitcher. But until next time, don't forget to... Hurry back. Hurry back. For the next episode, see ya.